Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, Brand New Bang and I am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. On today's I Am Rapaport Stereo Podcast, we have a guest, a special, fantastic, very interesting, iconic news man, Chris Hansen, the host of To Catch a Predator. This is a fantastic interview. We're talking about how that show even got started, the pop culture phenomenon that it became and this is fantastic chris hansen does the sick fucks of the week with me on today's i am Rappaport stereo podcast miles jordan aka the bleach brothers start this puppy off with something real nice yes start this puppy off with something real loud yes start this puppy off with something real funky this is the i am Rappaport stereo podcast coming up with special guest chris hansen Poor Stereo Podcast is here. Have no fear. I am very, 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 very excited to be with my guest today, Chris Hansen. Did you see that snap technique? I liked it, Michael. I liked it a lot. It gave me energy. Now, I'm just telling you right now, you have your own network. You have shows. That that snap technique, it's, gold. it's patent. It's gold. So if you, if you steal it, you use it. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, lawyers will be knocking down your door. You're okay? going to be hunting me as the predator. <laughs> Boom. Chris Hansen, newsman, 10-time Emmy winner, 
And in a weird way, I was thinking about this, and in a weird way, pop culture phenomenon from your show to catch a predator. I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Now, normally I don't fact check on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We pride ourselves on that. But <laughs> I, I just want too good to check out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too good to check out. I wanted to get all your stuff out. You have now created a streaming network, an entire network, True Blue Streaming. You have True Crime Nation. You have, uh, which is an update of To Catch a Predator. You have Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen, which is your podcast, because podcasts are like assholes. Everybody's got to have one. Everybody's got to have one. And some people have more than one. Um, and you have a one-man show that you're working on in Las Vegas. You have stuff going on up the wazoo. It's good. It's it's a good time to be me. You know, and, and it's uh, I've got a great team working on all this stuff. And clearly, as you know, crime stories are more popular than ever. And we try to do them in an impactful way, whether it's the new Predator Investigations or the many other crime stories, documentaries we're working on, where we take people inside the crime, where they hear things they wouldn't normally hear and see things they wouldn't normally see. Now, when you got started, you got started as a news person? I started as a reporter in on radio, air. in oh, radio okay. in college. Okay. And then was lucky enough my last year in college at Michigan State to get a job at the NBC station in Lansing. So I was a straight news reporter for many, many years uh, until, well, and I still think the Predator franchise has been news. But clearly, as you mentioned, it's different because it's achieved this iconic stature and pop culture that I've never experienced before with any other franchise. You went to college, just real quick, at the same time a gentleman um, who did Okay in the NBA. He was pretty good. Irvin something. Matt. Ma he had a nickname. Irvin. Magic. Yeah. Ma Magic Johnson. Yeah. You were at, you were at we Michigan. Were in the same class. Did you, were you ever physically in a class with him? I was never in a class with him, but I'd see him around campus. He left after sophomore year to become a millionaire at the Lakers. I stayed and worked 470 an hour in, at WJM Radio, but it all worked out. And I, I've seen him many times over the years. He's a gracious, lovely human being and uh, truly charismatic truly charismatic his whole family is and he runs his business that way but he's a lovely guy to be around and i've had the pleasure of sitting next to him at nc2a tournaments and and seeing him at different functions i stay pretty active at michigan state so uh yeah he's a wonderful wonderful guy R real quick with magic what was it like i mean there wasn't twitter there wasn't everybody taking pictures but what was it like being in college with somebody who was truly a, a college star. He was a star. We knew him in high school. I went to Brother Rice High School, and I didn't play basketball. I played football. But my buddies who played basketball played against him in the state championship game our senior year, I believe it was. And it was tied. And this was before the three-point shot. And so Kevin Smith, who is a classmate of mine, launches this half-court shot to tie it up and put it into overtime. And Brother Rice, my high school, lost in overtime to uh, Lansing Everett and Irvin Magic Johnson. So that's a cool he story. Was a, he was, it was cool because it was at Jenison Fieldhouse. Did he stand out as a player? Like, was he obviously like, I mean, he had gotten the nickname in high school. He, he did in college. I mean, he was just one of those lovely characters with a million-dollar smile who just went out there every night and played the game and was a superb team leader. I never heard anybody 
say anything bad about Magic Johnson right. in, in college. And you hear bad things about athletes whose head gets too big or don't right. remember their roots. But not once. The funniest story I ever remember about Magic in college was he had this beat to hell Buick Electra 225. In Detroit growing up, we called it a deuce and a quarter. And the guys around town and the gas stations would, you know, do him a solid and tape it up or fix it up or get it. it everybody knew he was going to be just fine, but you got to get him to Genesis right. from wherever he was living. And a gas station attendant, a mechanic, asked him one day when he was talking about going pro, they said, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay or go? He goes, man, I don't know whether to go for the money or stay for the honey. Magic said that. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Talking about Magic Johnson and then the segue here, boom, into the Predators. Sure. When you're... Bring me up to speed. Remind me, remind everybody how the show To Catch a Predator started and what you were thinking when you first started doing the show. It was originally a segment. It was a segment on Dateline. Right. And I had become aware of an online watchdog group called Perverted Justice. And at the time, its contributors would go online Existent chat rooms, and if an adult, they would pose as kids. Right. And if an adult hit on them and made a date, they would post as much as they had on this guy on their website, pervertedjustice.com. So I started to think, what if we could combine their efforts as decoys and we rented a house and we used our ability to wire it with hidden cameras and microphones? What would happen? It could be pretty compelling. So I pitched the story and they bought it, Dateline bought it, and we set up a home in Bethpage, Long Island. We rented it from a retired NYPD uh, guy. And we didn't have a collaboration with law enforcement at the time. We just did it. I had a security guy, Ron Knight, who was a retired NYPD lieutenant who worked in, at NBC and security. He was there. And we just did it. So I'm driving to the Sting House. And I'm wondering, I'm daydreaming, getting you know through traffic on the Throgsnake Bridge. What if nobody shows up? What if we've just wasted tens of thousands of dollars in the network's money? And with that, my producer, Lynn Keller, calls and says, where the hell are you? Two guys are supposed to be here in 45 minutes. And within two and a half days, 17 guys surfaced in that investigation, including a New York City firefighter trying to have sex with a child. 17 people showed up the first day? In that, fir in that first thing, in two and a half days. What were you thinking the first time you had to encounter one well, of these people? I was just trying to keep my heart in my chest which was in my throat, because again, you know, we had taken the knives out of the kitchen, we had taken security precautions, but, you know, you're really operating without a net here. And so the first guy comes in, and I have the transcripts, and the assistant producer is trying to keep track of all the chat logs on the dining room table in the next room, and I confront the guy, and it goes pretty well, and the guy just leaves, right? Second guy comes in, same thing. Third guy comes in, and I grab the wrong transcripts. So I'm going to go, you know, knuckle down on this guy. And so it says here, you want to do this, that, and the other thing with a 13-year-old girl named Beth. No, no, it wasn't me. Excuse me. Go back get the next transcript. A 14-year-old named Suzanne. No, that wasn't me. And finally, in the third transcript. You're doing like take one, take two, take yeah, three. Yeah. And I got the right transcript on the third time. <laughs> so he goes, oh, yeah, that's me. Okay, look, well, let's continue. But it was very unpredictable. We finished, and I thought, oh, my God. You know, not only have we exposed something that needs to be exposed, we have the opportunity to create awareness and a dialogue in the most compelling way. And it's great TV, by the way. Were you, I mean, you said you were nervous, but when you're 
you've probably gotten more comfortable with it. When you're confronting these people, when you're exposing them, do you feel like something could happen? Do you feel bad for them? Do you feel ashamed for them? Like, like what's going through your mind? I feel bad for their families. I feel bad for their significant others. I feel bad for their children. And sometimes I experience some empathy for them. But at the end of the day, if we weren't there, right, and a child was there, there would be the commission of a rape. And if we catch the guy, and almost universally they say, well, this is their first time, or we were just there to, you know, save the kid or whatever, I can predict without fear of contradiction, they've done this before. Many have done it before. Now, maybe we've caught a couple first-time guys, but very few. And when you talk to therapists and people who study this in law enforcement, these guys are out there. So when you would do the show, would they get arrested? In the first two investigations, no. With the one in, in Long Island? In Long Island, they Long Island's it- already got so many things going against it. <laughs> the fact that you had to like just add insult to injury and remind everybody that to catch a predator started in Long Island and 17 people showed up. In, in two and a half days. Right. It, it's just, you know, shout out to Long Island. So the firefighter was prosecuted by the FBI. Other than that, these guys were in the wind because we didn't collaborate with law enforcement on the front end. It became very difficult. Now, the second one <laughs> in suburban Washington, D.C., law enforcement did go after these cases after the fact. There was the rabbi who got busted. Right. There was uh, uh, an army guy who got busted. Several others who were prosecuted and did time in that case. But it became very clear that you know, we couldn't let these guys just walk out and be in the wind. We had to do something different in order to be socially responsible. And it was very unfulfilling from a pure television production standpoint to see these guys walk off and, you know, twirling an umbrella into the sunset. Did you ever have anybody that it got, like, obviously there's security with you that we don't see on camera, but was there any situations that um, maybe got cut out or maybe that, you know, you need to remind yourself where, like, they want to fight or they want to run away and maybe you bring in, like, it becomes a collab. It becomes to catch a predator with Chris Hansen and maybe we get Dog the Bounty Hunter going after them. Well, in one of the recent uh, investigations that's up now on True Blue, we had a guy walk in who got snotty with me right away and he tried to bolt. And when they bolt, the law enforcement gets him. Now, sometimes I get another shot at the apple if I can figure out a way to get in there, even though they've been taken into custody, which was the case here. And the guy was just really, really arrogant. And you can't do this. You can't put me on television. And I'm, you know, holding a vial of lubricant that he brought with him to, you know, have anal sex with a 15-year-old boy in his face. So I'm not going to back down. And he's acting like he did nothing wrong. They haul him away. And I turned to the crew and I said, I'll bet you money. I will guarantee you that this guy is in a position of, of authority. He's either a cop, he's a city councilman, he's an executive with the company. And sure enough, the cops, the Genesee County Sheriff's Department in Michigan, searches his car. They find three guns, handcuffs, and his police credentials. He was a police officer and he had been a school administrator and he had been a juvenile probation officer. So what do you think was going on there? Shit. Has doing... To catch a predator and all the stuff you've done in the crime world changed your outlook on humanity? You know, 
I'd like to think, Michael, that I keep a pretty good sense of being a regular guy about it. I mean, I, I don't wake up every morning and think, okay, this guy in the subway is going to be this guy or that guy. I, I try not to put people into categories or look at the whole world as dirty. I mean, I, I've done a pretty good job, I think, and my family would be a better judge of this, but I've done a pretty good job, I think, of compartmentalizing it and being that guy when I've got to be that guy and being the guy who shucks oysters on New Year's Eve when it's time to shuck the oysters and turn it off. Did you shuck oysters? I did. I was a master shucker. Okay. You, so you're a master shucker. I don't know about that. I was that night. I didn't cut myself. I had a new kit and everything. I like how many oysters did we crack I open? I cracked open probably. Where was this? We have a home in Michigan. We have an apartment in the city and okay. we have a home in Michigan. Okay. And, and so we were Are we, we on a there. lake? Are we on a beach? Like, we're what across we, the street from a lake. It's across a suburban street, Detroit, but suburban more Detroit. in the country. You okay. Know. Yeah. Uh, so crime pays. Crime pay, it's fine. You're running a network. So so how many oysters did we shuck New Year's I'm Eve? I'm going to say like a, we were close to two dozen. I went to Two the, dozen? Just well, two dozen? Well, who's eating? Like two dozen well, from I one ate person. Them. My wife ate some. And, I mean, that's and my, like, I mean, two dozen. I would have I would have had. Not everybody in the family was eating. There was only four of us there. The kid, people are spread out. My kids are older, you know. So I've got a kid in Florida. I got one in Brooklyn. We got one okay. in Chicago. We got one at Michigan State still. So whoever, we only had four of us there. So okay. one doesn't eat oysters. So I was saying... I set out to buy three dozen. The way they hit at the store is at Papa Joe's. Shout out to Papa Joe's. Shout out to Papa Joe's. Great store. And I went in there thinking, they must have good oysters here. They got everything else is good. And they actually had uh, bushels of oysters out in front of the seafood counter where you could grab them. They give you okay. a plastic glove and you have a bag and you fill up the oysters. And I handed them however many. He said, you know, if you get four more, you get five extra free. So maybe 30 oysters. Okay. There were none left. Okay. They're all good. Good. As they, they sh pop. There should never be no. oysters left. Um, again, because you have, you know, this lane of crime uh, shows, crime podcasts, and To Catch a Predator, um, the show, do you have opinions on sex crimes? What is your opinions? I know each state is different, but do you think they're harsh enough? What is your take on it? Because you must understand it differently because you have an agenda. You're like, you see it so closely um, in a different, you're like, you're almost as close as, in well, a weird right way, there. closer than being a cop. From, from you, you to me. It's specific all, you know, yeah. this is a specific thing. Well, especially what is your take franchise. on the laws? I, I They vary state to state. In Georgia, they're very good. And Georgia's the hardest? Georgia is among the hardest. And we did a sting down there years ago and these guys went away. I mean, there's no plan down there. In California, the first one we did, it was viewed by that particular judge as a TV reality show sting, so a lot of the guys got slaps on the wrist. Later, they enacted much stricter laws because we did two more investigations in California, and the guys did uh, time. But they have grown stricter. I, years ago, I testified in front of Congress about all this and, and the solutions to it and, and what do you do. And, and I, I think we want in American society, a one-size-fits-all solution, right? right? Lock them up, do whatever you're going to do, find the treatment program that works or, you know, monitor them forever. And the truth of the matter is that these guys aren't all one guy. And I'm not a therapist, I'm not a cop, but I've come face-to-face -face with 500 or so of them. And I Man. think they break down into three categories. There's the hardcore heavy hitter who'd be doing this with or without the internet. This is the guy who's at the food court at the mall, the bad, you know, Cub Scout leader, the bad Little League coach who's looking for opportunities 
every minute of the day. Then there's a young, socially inept offender who's early 20s who says stuff online they wouldn't say face-to-face. And they figure, well, if she's 13 or 14 now, if this works out in a couple of years, she'll be older, it'll be okay. They view it as a Romeo-Juliet situation. Uh-huh. And these guys, they can probably be treated, monitored, and wrapped on the nose and never offend again. Mm-hmm. But then there's this interesting middle category. This is where you find the doctor, the cop, the rabbi, mm. the uh, military officer. These guys have a urge or a predilection to have sex with somebody who's underage, Ugh. boy or girl. But they wouldn't act on it without the internet. And again, you have this anonymity, this access, this addictive quality. And at some point, these guys cross the line between fantasy and reality, and they're knocking on our door. And these guys are the most complicated in terms of treatment. You know, some you know, will be in so much trouble that they'll be ashamed that, you know, they'll just live a life of quiet shame and horror. Some will reoffend. Some will go straight and, you know, open up a business and I'll call them to say, do you want to go on my podcast or do you want to, you know, talk about this? I'll say, no, there's no benefit for me in this. I just live in my life. Some are very angry. I mean, I get threats all the time, you know. From the people that- From some of these guys. You've caught people that are second time offenders on your shows? We have. So we had, it doesn't happen a lot, but we had one guy show up in Riverside. California. California. The first sting we did in collaboration with law enforcement, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. And we had so many guys in that particular sting. We had 51 guys in three days, which was a shocking number, and we could barely keep up with it. God So this guy walks in, and he's got a scar on the side of his head, and he's slow, you know. And... He was in the show, but he didn't have a leading role because, you know, it didn't really go anywhere from a storytelling perspective. Several weeks later, we're in Long Beach, California, and the same guy, Michael Seibert, still remember his name, shows up in the chat and he wants to meet the girl and says, I can't come on Friday because I've got a court date. I can't Mm. come on Saturday. The court date was from the Riverside bus. Wow. So in the meantime, we do a background search, and we find out that he had done a year in jail for a violent assault. How, how can So this somebody, time he's making the movie. A violent you know, assault on a kid? or a violent not assault? A, Just a violent assault and some adult-adult on fight. Now, I'm being serious about this because I think it's an important question, and I know it's kind of, you know, listen, I know you're a straight news guy. Is what they say about child predators in jail true? Like, do they get, are they treated as the bottom, and do you know about, like, certain people that have been arrested, that have put in jail, that have gotten the treatment, that everyone sort of hopes that you hear about these myths. You don't know if it's true, not true, but everybody sort of, you know, says when they have any true knowledge of jail, they go, they're the bottom of the bottom. Child offenders and rapists. Is that real? I think generally that's true. And I can tell you this, one of the guys arrested in the suburban Washington, D.C. case investigation, who was prosecuted by the FBI, so he was doing federal time. So there one night in the, he got five and a half years, five, almost six years. They're in the prison TV room, federal corrections facility, and they're watching Predator reruns. And uh, his segment comes up, and they're looking, and they're looking, and they figure out that guy is that guy. And he had a rougher go from then on. Do you know how rough? I don't know how rough. 
But you heard it was rough. I heard from very reliable law enforcement sources that it was rough. I am Rappaport Podcast. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Stereo, get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees, iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are there not, or maybe there are, but it's just on the show, female predators, sexual predators? We've never had one in any of our investigations. Never. We've never. We had one where a guy said, I'm bringing my girlfriend or wife along. And we think that was a ruse to, you know, con the decoy posing as an underage girl into doing what he wanted her to do. The therapists tell us that it's because... When you talk about female predators, you're more likely to see the teacher-student scenario. Uh The female predator doesn't get off on the anonymity the way the male predator does. Right. And so it's happened, and I'm aware of cases we've never seen one in 18 years of doing these. You just never had it on your show? never had it on our show. On your stuff. I don't think it's it's anywhere close to being like the male-on-female or male-on-male predators. Now, I would be remiss— I don't know if that's the right word. If I didn't uh, tell you, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast has a award-winning segment 
Okay, Chris, it's called the sick fuck of the week, which is inspired <laughs> I've by- I've got about 500 of them for you. But <laughs> yes. And I just wanted to let you know, like one of the reasons why I was so excited uh, to have you here is because uh, what I should have done, what I should have done is pull some sick fucks. And the sick fuck of the week segment on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I, it's a certain somebody with a certain je ne sais quoi. So I stay away from anything that's too violent. Like I like- well, I don't want to say I like. I'd say we, the think tank at the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, um, there's a certain amount of um, animal, um, what is the word, um, with the animals? Um, bestiality. Bestiality. I've got your sick fuck of the week. You got a sick fuck of the week? I've got a sick fuck of the week. Please, please. This is an I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast exclusive. I have Chris Hansen bringing you the sick fuck of the week. <laughs> This is an award that is earned, not given. Earned, not given. It's called the sick the fuck of the week. Of the sick She's fuck. really fucking sick, man. She's fucking whack. Why? Make him stop. You smell like a sick fuck. You look like a sick that fuck. That ain't supposed to be on a plane, you sick what you, fuck. What, you. what are you doing? Hey, man, leave that chicken alone. Leave the chicken alone. Well, what are you doing to the chicken? That doesn't belong in a chicken. We had a guy in our suburban Washington, D.C. investigation who had chatted for days and days with somebody he thought was a young teenage girl, wanting her to involve her dog in the sex act. Very specific and precise requests involving her having sex with the dog and then him having sex with her afterwards. Now... He walks in, and I've got the transcripts. He's a military guy, military intelligence officer. Walks in, and the first thing he says is, and you can hear him mutter it, the mic picks it up, where's the dog? So he comes in, and I lay into him with the transcripts. And, you know, there's talk of a dog, there's talk of the girl having sex with the dog, there's talk of you using that in a way so you can have sex with a girl because she's a virgin. And he, you know, I got a problem. I've got issues. I got to figure it out. And I'm, boom, he goes away for four years. Now I find him and I reach out for the podcast and he basically says, don't ever call me again. Fair enough. His significant other, he was married, the wife died, and he's dating this other woman, calls me and says, this gets weird. I'm a bit of a fan, and I think it'd be good for him to do the interview. So we go through this for months of back and forth, and, and he lays into me, you ruined my life, blah, 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 da, da, da. I said, Joe, let us review the facts of the case. You wanted to ha a girl to have sex with a dog so that she would be lubricated so you could take her human virginity, right? So you're going to be mad at me? You did this. And what would have happened if I wasn't there with my crew and you found a girl? And this guy, it wasn't his first rodeo, right? So he ultimately says he'll do the interview. Then they go radio silent. And we went to this particular part of the country looking for them because I thought I could find them and talk them into it. And they were nowhere to be found. And uh, so who knows? And now they've changed numbers and they, they're, you know, they're not in touch anymore. So I, I my... 
current opinion is they probably won't do it. But I would like to, I, is, as much as he is the sick fuck of the week. Oh. Clearly. I would still like to sit down and interview him and figure out, well, you know, where have you fixed yourself? How did you fix yourself? He was in intensive therapy. He did, I think, four years in prison. And it was federal time because it was, he got convicted by a military tribunal. Because he, he was in one of the early investigations where police were not involved in the actual sting. Oh, man, that's, that's disturbing. But, the, I mean, the federal government took it so seriously, the military took it so seriously, the Army, that they put out a press release saying, you know, we referred this case to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Right. And they successfully prosecuted it, and he did serious time. Wow. That's a true blue sick fuck of yep. the week, and that's what we do at the Iron Round Poor Stereo <laughs> Podcast. Man, that's... I was glad to be helpful. Yeah. So you started a network, an actual television streaming network, true blue streaming network. How did you start a network? And tell me about the network. So the network focuses, as you would uh, imagine by the name, on crime reporting, crime documentaries, uh, we also have a big selection of, of documentaries done by other people. You know, if you go to it, it looks like Netflix for crime. But it's a partnership with a fellow named Sean Reck, who owns Transition Studio. And Sean had done Murder in the Park and done the White Boy documentary. And I had, about White Boy Rick, yep. Richard Worshick Jr. And yep. I had broken that story a million years ago as a reporter in Detroit. You broke it because you were from Detroit. Because I was a reporter at Channel 7 Action News Got in it. Detroit. So he reaches out many years later and says, look, I'm doing this documentary. Can I interview you? I said, yeah, absolutely. So five, six years ago, we do this interview. And the documentary ends up being a big deal. So right. it gets a lot of attention. And, and he circles back around and says, look, I have this idea for a crime streaming network. I've done it already with American Gospel TV, which is the most successful streaming network you've never heard of. He had a producer who did a documentary called American Gospel about questionable practices in the gospel world, in the Christian church. Mm -hmm. And it was more or less as something to reward him for all the crime reporting this producer had done. Sean funded it. It becomes a huge grassroots hit. And then that producer comes back to him and says, I want to do a streaming network. I think this will be big. I said, eh, all right, I'll do it. Huge. So Sean had already done this. He had the template down in a, you know, smaller version for American Gospel TV, which right. remains hugely popular, but very selectively targeted. And so when he approached me on this, it was a no-brainer. I mean, this is to control the content to control the distribution of the content, to own the content, and to avoid the bureaucracy of large networks. And Michael, the last two big projects I did for Discovery Plus, love the people at Discovery, have done a ton of work at Discovery. Love, love, love them. But one was 12 months from pitch to air, which was lightning fast for right. them. And the other was almost two years, the Peter Nygaard investigation in Onision in real life. It takes forever. There's A meetings and B meetings and C meetings and green light meetings. And now I call Sean and say, I need a crew on Thursday. I'll give you an example. We have this documentary show series coming out called The Facebook Fiend. This guy was on social media targeting young women, creating relationships, stealing money, and in many cases, physically and sexually assaulting them. Mm. These young women got together and they came to me, directly to me and said, this guy's out there, he's a bad guy. 
I do all the interviews. Now, again, there's no writing pitches. I call Sean and tell him what it is. We have the people come into the studio. We interview all the people. We figure out which law enforcement agencies should be prosecuting this. This one agency in Washington state makes a case. They get a warrant. We find out this guy is staying up with a, somebody in Queens and working in Brooklyn. Well, guess what happened this morning at 7 a.m.? The U.S. Marshals went in, grabbed his ass, and took him to the NYPD, where he will go through a hearing as we speak and will be taken back, extradited to Washington State to face charges in this case. This is from late summer, fall to January 3rd. Because, as you know, and, and I, reading the subtext of what you're saying, uh, dealing with networks and network executives and researchers and development, it's a pain in the ass. It is, and I understand. Especially something that you do that you understand that you sort of crafted and created right. on your own. This it's is, not rocket science in terms not. of the way it's presented. It's not. It's 40 years of knowing who to call and what to do and being able to expedite this. It's the best of all worlds. It's the best of local news where you get a tip at 4 p.m. and it's lead at 6, and the best of the network shows where millions of people have access to it. And, you know, I presented this first at CrimeCon in Las Vegas this summer, and the people in the audience, and we had a clip of the Facebook feed, and we had a clip of the new Predator series, and the people got it. 5,000 right. people got it instantly. What else do you want to do on the network? Like, is there a sort of godfather? Is there a sort of opus that you want to do at the network um, in your head? Like, what would be your dream thing in, in terms of telling stories at True Blue Streaming Network? Well, we're doing it now. I think the ultimate goal will be able to be able to throw a switch and go live. For instance, the Idaho accused murderer. Talk about that one. Well, it's a fascinating case. So, as you know, there was an arrest in Pennsylvania the other day, and um, he was connected to the killings of the four students in Idaho. And um, the case has fascinated the world, really. And there was this feeling that maybe the Moscow-Idaho PD wasn't up to the task and was late getting the FBI. Well, none of that is true. They did a great job. And they did everything they were supposed to do. And they held things close to the vest. And guess what? It looks like they cracked the case. Right. And good on them. Because I, I don't see anything that they did except good, solid police work. And I've followed these cases for 40 years. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is get True Blue to the point where we can flip a switch. And, you know, when the Moscow police does their news conference, it's on all our platforms. When this guy is in court, it can be on all our platforms. And then we have the people, not just me, but other people in the group to, um, to talk about and comment on it. So we have that. And we have... The news magazine, True Crime Nation, which is within True Blue, which I want to see, you know, turn into a weekly event where we break news and people quote us. And, and, and we're well on our way to get there. But it's a great way. It, it, look, at the end of the day, the same enterprising techniques that we applied to producing and reporting Predator, we're just taking enterprising techniques and applying them to the distribution of this very unique branded content that we have. And, and nobody else can really do it. I mean, P 
people are. I mean, look, Dan Abrams is doing it with law and crime. He's doing a great job over there. But he figured it out. Right. I've figured it out. Right. Other people are figuring it out in their own niches. Like, that's more, you know, courtroom stuff. But they do a lot of other great work as well. But, you know, there's some collab going on there. I mean, he and I know each other. He, he knows where it's going. I know where it's going. Did you hear about this case? I'm sure you did, which I'm sure is going to be uh, discussed more. It was over the holidays. An attractive 22-year-old girl from Bensoners, Brooklyn. Um, I, her last name was Secondino. I just remembered it because I was like, oh, some Italian names, they, I'm like, Secondino. Um, she uh, confessed to killing her father with a oh, knife. yeah. And she was like, you know, it looks like almost like an Instagram girl, like a cute 22-year-old girl. This seems like a case that's going to turn into something. We're looking at that right now. This is the case where uh, the father or the the uncle, whoever it was, was selling pictures or had pictures stored. Is that the same case? Oh, is that? that, No, I've got to look into it. And I don't want to speak before knowing, you know, completely about the case. But I think there was another, uh, there was a, a motive there. And a couple of cases like that floating around right now. And the other thing that we're producing a huge project on is this extortion. Talk These about that. These kids who get tricked many times by internet scam artists half a world away in, in uh, Western Africa uh, into transmitting, you know, essentially pornographic pictures of themselves. And there's a case outside of Cleveland, 17-year-old track star, great student who you know, has what he thinks is a girl sent him some video. He sends video back. This is on Instagram, by the way. This isn't in some weird dark web trading, you know, bazaar. This is on Instagram. And then this extortionist, sex extortionist, says, give me $100, send me gift cards, do all this, do all that. And and the kid kills himself Mm. in his parents' home. So Mm. now the parents have to celebrate Christmas. This happened right before Christmas without their son. And the word that they're trying to get out and what we're going to show in this this series we're doing is that these kids have to, you know, so what if somebody's got a picture of you? What are they really going to do with it? How are they going to harm a 17-year-old kid? They're going to send it to grandma? Right. What's grandma going to know about it? Right. Just tell your parents what's happened and go to the police. Right. Now, the odds of catching somebody in an internet cafe in Lagos or Benin or Quotevaux are very remote. But the danger that it realistically poses to a child in terms of somebody tricking you into showing a picture of yourself of a sexually charged nature, that danger is remote too. And, and we have to get the message out to kids and parents to say, hey, look, everybody Fs up. But when you and I were growing up, right? You know, the the worst thing you had was you know sneaking into you know Mr. West's garage and grabbing his Playboys out of the secret yeah. box by the Chevelle. You these, know, these cameras and social media are a whole different world, and they're good at these con artists are good at exploiting an adolescent's mind and hepping them up and making them feel that God, I got to act now or then when they run out of money, you know, what kid's got more than a hundred bucks? So is this specifically is this a specific show called Sextortion? It, I don't know what it's going to be called, but it'll be on True Blue, and it will be. It's, we're producing a, a major project that will talk about all this, investigate it, and we're going to take it as far as we can. We've got uh, some cases on the West Coast where we know who was behind them. We're going to expose mm-hmm. those people, and we're not only going to do it for True Blue, but we're going to produce something that schools can use around the country. Because isn't it illegal, essentially, if you're underage? Mm-hmm. If you send a picture of yourself, even to a friend, like a boyfriend, girlfriend, that's sexually uh, of sexual nature, isn't that become you forget getting extorted. the transmission of child pornography is illegal. 
So even if you're sending it to another child, it's illegal. Oh, shit. Kids need to know about that. They do. And it happens in school districts across the country. And they can get in trouble for doing that amongst friends. They can. Wow. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made Raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, when you sit down with the Predators later on, on the podcast, Predators I Have Caught, with Chris Hansen, like you mentioned a little earlier, but what is essentially your agenda? Like what is your your thought process of what are you trying to get out? What I try to do is immerse myself in the video, in the chat logs. We try to find as much out about that person. We try to get them to sit down and talk to us, which we've not been able to do yet, but a number of cases are close. And we tell that story. I tell it in my own voice. I don't write a script. It's a total immersion experience. And then I just tell the story, you know, with antidotes that I've not shared before. And then we get into where the guy is, what he's done. I've been able to get a couple snippets of audio recorded with them. And those are interesting to people who follow this. I mean, there's a whole community called the TCAP community, which is the acronym for To Catch a Predator. And they follow this stuff very closely. And, and uh, they report 
occasionally to me about one thing or another. There are subreddits about this. Right. Um, you know, people watch, you know, these characters very closely. There's one in particular. His name is Lorne Armstrong, who surfaced in an investigation we had in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And this guy has become iconic. I mean, they call it, because he said, oh, Cod. Oh, Cod, when he was getting arrested, when I confronted him. Uh. C-A-W-D. There's a church of Cod, they, they call it. He lives up in Maine. He's out. And we've been back and forth trying to negotiate a way to do an interview. And uh, he's got some cockamamie, you know, conditions he wants met. And hopefully he'll drop those and we'll be able to do the interview. But it'll be in a major event right. for these people who right. follow this. Do you watch uh, these other documentaries? Another uh, fantastic Iron Rapport Serial podcast uh, episode of 2022. We did our 20 sickest fucking documentaries <laughs> of all time. And that was just the first 20. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, don't fuck with cats. Yeah. Are you able to watch them or is that sort of like you, you do enough of this in your own? I watch them and because I'd like to see what, you know, what other content creators are, are doing and, and how they put it together. You know, some of them like making a murder, you know, serious questions raised about that. In fact, Sean Reck, Transition Studio, my partner in True Blue, has the flip side of that in a major documentary that's going to be coming out very soon that shows what really went on in that first documentary and how uh. skewed it was and how what the point of view was and how they messed with the facts. And, and they wow. go back, those producers go back and put that together, and it's really eye-opening. What about The Staircase? Did you watch that? I did. Who do you think killed it? What, do you think it was the eagle? Do you think the guy did it? I can't remember his name. I know who you're talking about. It's yes. been a while since I've seen it. We don't it. need his name. Yeah. Uh, uh, but d then there was like crazy theories. I have a lot of questions about that case, and I need to take a closer look at it before I, you know, I make any pronouncements on it. But I, I it was fascinating material. Crazy. You know, but it, um, and it set a template in a lot of ways for a lot of other documentaries because of, you know, when they did it and how they did it. And it was 12 hours or 10 hours at first, or it was eight hours, and then they did 10 more hours. I mean, this was like... Talk about a Godfather apocalypse now. Right, but it was all it was all everybody was talking about in my business for a long time. I mean, it set set the standard in many ways for some of these documentaries. Yeah, yeah I agree. Now you're also doing a one man show, which I'm. What the hell is this? Excited. So, I was approached. Uh, the same fellows who produced my podcast had a relationship with the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, which is off the strip, but they do. A lot of amazing shows. They have all the rodeos there, the major equestrian facility. It's a very nice, clean casino. They've got great restaurants. They do the pro bowling tour. They have NASCAR team. And I was approached to do a multimedia one-man show called Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. And so we're going to be out there February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And we're putting the finishing details on the show. And it will take people inside these predator cases and there's big video screens and oh. we've got material that's never been shown before. And, and it's going to be highly polished, highly produced. And I think the goal would be to, you know, we'll see how it goes in Vegas. I'm excited about it. It's something totally out of my comfort zone, but it's interesting. And if you had asked me 20 years ago, would I ever do a show in Vegas? I said, well, no, I'll talk to the homicide convention right. in Vegas. Uh, I've done stories. We did a series for Dateline called Vegas Undercover. I've done that, but I never in a million years imagined that I would do a one-man show. Having said that, I'm very excited about it. I think it 
you know, you know, in your business, in your side of the business, that you, know, you get a role and it pushes you to think and be creative and to maybe work without a net once right, in a while. And it, right. it makes you better in every other aspect of, of what we do. And it's become a multimedia world. 100%. I mean, it's not just, you know, at least I think at my phase of the game, having been in it 40 years, it's not just one job anymore. It's the podcast, it's the network, it's the show within the network, it's being on the phone, it's, you know, putting these projects together, you know, and, and it's, it's, they're long days, but they're very rewarding days. And, you know, and that's where I'm at in the career. I've got, you know, my kids are grown. Right. You know, uh, so I have this time and this energy and, and why not Spend it, you know. Why I agree. Not, why not have some fun with it? And, I agree. And try to show people a world they wouldn't normally see. Because you started off as a news person, what is your take on the news? On local news, on uh, cable news, on Fox News, CNN, fake news, real news. There's so many resources. There's podcasts. There's YouTube. There's Substack. There's, you know, all sorts of stuff. Like, what is your sort of point of view on the news? Do you believe these guys? Oh, I do. I, I, Where look, do you get your news from? I get my news from everything from the New York Times or the New York Post to the Washington Post. They have the top seven that comes out every day that I find is a good read. Uh, you know, I have a few, you know, alternative uh, sources. Uh, you know, I gather the news myself. But I, I still believe in local news. I think local news is important, both newspapers and television. My second son, my second oldest, is a reporter for the Fox station in Orlando. He's out there gutting out every night. And he, he cares. He cares whether it's a Florida man story or somebody wrestling a bear out of their kitchen or whether it's a major story about the former president of Brazil hiding out in Orlando. It's He cares. Mm -hmm. And the other young people working at that station care very deeply about it. I mean, there's a television aspect to it. Yes, everybody's trying to get to the next highest market and maybe to the network, but he cares. And I think most people in local news truly, truly care. They're out there in the streets trying to tell you what the hell is going on in your community. And I think of the newspapers. Now, you take it to the next level in cable news, that's a whole different shooting match. I mean, you, you have people exploiting the divisions in society to get ratings. Now, everybody is allowed a point of view, right? Yeah. The editorial page in the Detroit News growing up was different than the free press. One was lefty, one was righty. You know, we knew that. But you read both and you came up with your own opinion. You know, I pride myself in the fact that my conservative friends think I'm a wild-eyed liberal and my liberal friends think I'm too far, you know, nobody really knows. Right. And I keep it that way. Right. And my kids were raised that way. But we're not going to go by into flying some flag, you know, in front of the house because that's the flavor of the day. Right. You think it through before you buy into any bullshit, you know. I got you. And before I let you go, uh, I've heard that you have fitness goals. You're about getting in shape. Walk me through the routine. Well, you know, Walk I've, me through where Chris Hansen goes to get those fucking gains. I, about a year and a half ago, started going to a trainer just blocks from this studio. Okay named Robert Brace, who's got a whole philosophy. Shout out to Robert Brace. He's, he's great. He's great. He, this guy was a ballet dancer, British guy. Then he was a pastor in Harlem. And then he got into this in a big way. And he teaches and embraces a very specifically tailored physical fitness program for individuals. And a lot of guys in, you know, in the media and in entertainment and women too go there. And he's just got me on a very centered program. I, I've been, you know, I've always been athletic, 
but it was more of a, you know, get on the Peloton bike, make sure I get my steps in. But I wasn't doing weights and I wasn't boxing and doing Walk the stuff. Walk me through that the routine. Do. Don't be humble. Walk me through what's going on in the gym there. What, what goes on in the gym, I get there. I hit the treadmill, depending on whether well, you're I'm like, like on an eight, seven, like we go speed running. I do six miles an hour for, you know, six minutes or five for five. One okay. of the two. It depends on how rough they want to treat me that day. Okay. Okay. And then I get off. I'll do some boxing. You know, okay. and they've got me southpaw, or are you conventional writing, okay, right hand, you know, okay. And you know, I grew up in the, in the Detroit area, so we all knew how to fight. But shout not out to Tommy Hearns, yeah, Cronk yeah, Jim, yeah, okay, Cronk go Jim, ahead, exactly. Walk me through it, and then um, they'll go some more cardio than to weights. Shit, you know, so do that. It's an hour. It's a full hour, right? And then um, stretching, and at my age, yes, stretching has become so important. We, my stepdaughter, got a new puppy. And the puppy, of course, within two weeks, fractured its right rear leg and has a cast on. He's great. He's getting around, but he's a great dog. But, you know, you bend over to grab the dog because I was taking him for a walk. And, you know, you feel your back because you hadn't stretched that day. Well, today we worked on a lot of stretching. The back feels great. Got to keep those hips lubed. You got to keep, you got to, you got to keep keep the hips lubed. You got to keep them all moving. You know, it's, uh, and then the other thing that I do, if I'm in the city, especially is I'll get. 13 to 20,000 steps in a day and to keep moving and to watch the diet. You know, I was a pig over Christmas and eating desserts. And, oh, I was you a know, dog. I mean, just, you know, it we get these- disgusting one night I had at Christmas. You, just don't, you don't even want to know, but we- What'd you, know, you do? Well, we have Bes- these- Besides the, the shucking and the-, the clay, The, the oysters do? are not a problem. That's just pure protein. But yeah. we, we had the crab legs oh. and then I'd gone to this bakery and gotten all the- Different desserts. And like, what, chocolate, key lime. What are we talking about? Everything. So Chocolate's you get the little shortcake. ones so you can get every kind imaginable. So there's cheesecake and there's Jeez. key lime pie key and lime. there's chocolate flourless cakes oh, and all the little ones. Brutal. But the, the killer. Cookies, cookies too? Oh, yeah. We had cookies. You had all that. Yeah. But the killer is we get these pizzas from Chicago, these Lou Malnati's, you know, the deep dish. Mm-hmm. And they send them to the house on dry ice. You put them in the freezer oh. and you put them in the oven for 45 minutes. And they come out just like you're at the restaurant. So they, and they, you know, but they're the deep dish, yeah, the yeah, cheese yeah. and the sausage. And, and they have one that is the Chicago Italian beef with jalapenos in it. Yeah. Oh. So this all happened over the break. All happening. Not, I'm off it now, but. <laughs> well, we're, we, well, we all say we're off it now. Now, I asked Chris Hansen the hard-hitting questions. He asks his people the hard-hitting question. The hardest-hitting question, and I'm looking right into the camera. You box, you stretch, uh, you do the weights, uh, you're on the treadmill. Chris Hansen, do you plank? I can plank. What are we talking about? Because I'm, I'm just going to, I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. But you probably already heard about this already. Six minutes, Chris. That's good. And That's if you impressive. ever asked me. That's impressive. Do you think I could do a six-minute plank? Before I did a six-minute plank, I would say, Well, you're obviously no. fit, you know. Uh, you could, you say I'm obviously fit because you could, you see it, right? Right, right. You just see it. It's like I'm even even in this thick cashmere sweater. You see, sort of like everything. It's a glow. It's an aura. Six minute plank. That's impressive. I don't know that I've ever done a six. You I can think, do it. I, I probably could get there. I usually, as a part of the training routine, I'll do a one minute at the end after a course. No, we got to do more. We got to do more because you know why the thing about planking is that it's mental. Oh, it's mental. And if I could fucking do it, yeah, you could fucking do it. And I wanted to because you, you're a businessman. I'm thinking about doing my own fitness. And the fitness model was going to be, if I could fucking do it. Oh, yeah, you can fucking do it. Well, it's true. I mean, you know, if you had asked me at the beginning of starting with Robert Braze, 
if I could do all the stuff I was doing. Again, you know, I skier, I, you know, play tennis and I run and get steps in and all that stuff. But, you know, the stuff that he's got me doing is way above my normal, what I thought my tolerances would be. Yeah. And I enjoy it. You know, everybody wakes up and, you know, it's like, uh, I got other stuff to do. And then you get through that work on it's like, wow, you know, I, I feel really good about myself. It helps. And now I can go, you know, slay the rest of the day. I agree. Especially traveling. I mean, you probably travel oh, a fair bit. And you got to You got to be fit to travel. You yep. got to get your mind right. Yep. And, um, you know, just get through it. Chris Hansen, True Blue Streaming Network. Where do we find the True Blue Streaming Network? You can get all the information you need at watchtrueblue.com. But it's on, there's an app. It's on Roku. It's on all the platforms. But if you go to watchtrueblue.com, T-R-U-B-L-U, it'll lay it all out for you. The podcast, True Crime Nation. That's the news magazine on the network. And the podcast is Predators. Predators I've Caught. With Chris Hansen. And then the one-man show in Vegas. Which Have a seat with Chris Hansen live. That's going to be fun. I think so. I'm excited. We're going to go back out there in, a, in two weeks to rehearse, but I think, I think it'll be good. I wish you all the best with all of Michael, things. thank you so uh, much. I appreciate you taking the time to come. Uh, this was fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, like everybody's a fan. Last question. People see you on the street. <laughs> I mean, you have an unusual fame because you're not just a news person. You have this pop culture fame. When people see you on the street... Uh, people ask me this all the time, but it's a little different with you. What do people say? People scream at you, fuck those predators. Or what Sometimes, sometimes go get them. Sometimes, you know, you look just like Chris Hansen. I said, you know, I get that all the time. He goes, you sound like him. You know, like I said, that's just the way he talks. He says, well, I'm that guy. He goes, no. Right. Yeah, I'm really like, no way. <laughs> Anyway, I wish you luck uh, with the network. I, that ain't an easy task. No, but it's it's it's, it's good. It's all it's all clicking. It's crime pays. Crime pays. Um, I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Good luck with everything. Thank and, you, uh, Michael. And I thank you so it. much for the sick fuck of the week, man. <laughs> that was a big surprise. I had that in my back pocket. That was a big surprise. <laughs> I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm out. Chris Hansen. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Boom! I want to thank Chris Hansen. Follow him. He's doing all kinds of things. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you breaking down the sickest fuck of the week and so much more with me. Chris Hansen, special guest of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Subscribe, rate, review, puff, puff, pass this podcast along. Miles Jordan, AK, the Bleach Brothers. Take us out here with something real nice. Take us out of here with something real loud, but most importantly, end this iconic museum quality I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast with something real funky. I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I am out. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash 
Stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.